Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. At the end of the day, for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good evening. I want to welcome you to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. I'd also like to take this opportunity to give a great shout out to all of the other hosts that have been on the air today. I hope that your shows went exceptionally well and those to follow. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to my girl, Princess Cooper. Keep on doing what you're doing, Princess. Today's show is going to be uh, about women in history. And one of my guests uh, for this month, actually the whole month will be doing women in, uh, in history. But my guest today is actually someone that I know quite well. She's my mother. Her name is Tommy West. I'd like to introduce to you uh, Miss West. Welcome to the show, Mom. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she's like whispering. You know? um, and uh, she's been on our show before, as a matter of fact. Um, she was one of the women of the year, uh, year before last. And so if you've been following us with uh, Refresh, you probably have seen her. Uh, when Princess asked me about doing this part of the show uh, this month, she asked personally if I would ask my mother to be a part because of some of the things that she has um, experienced and some of the things that she has also um, endured uh, and made it. She is presently 80, 82 years old, uh, and so you can't live that long and not have experienced just life. Let's just say that, have experienced a lot of life. So, Mom, we're just going to kind of jump right in. I want to thank you again for being with me on the show, um, but we're just going to talk a little bit just about how you have seen time change. Now, before we that, I want to give a qualifier. You say, well, well this is your mom. Uh, no, we're talking about an educator of over how many years? 37. 37 years in public school. Um, not only worked in public school, um, but also taught, um, Was it, I don't know if it was just uh, 
during the summer, but I remember you did some teaching at Prairie View also. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, you did. And um, so we're talking about someone that is uh, has taught on a collegiate level. Um, not only did she do a job and was just a teacher, even though teaching is not a just job, it is one of the most important jobs. And unfortunately, the pay doesn't always depict that. It's an, the, one of the most important jobs that you could possibly have. It literally shapes the minds uh, of the next generation. Um, but Ms. West uh, was voted uh, Teacher of the Year uh, during her stay uh, there um, at McCullough High School. She was also one of the many uh, teachers that was um, selected to be uh, viewed for um, the um, space uh, shuttle. Um, I was it Apollo. Um, I'm, I'm unsure which one it was. I know if I ask you right off the bat, you probably don't think. But she was one of those educators that was considered the year when they took a uh, teacher into um, into flight. And uh, and and as we were talking about earlier, we're kind of glad that you didn't. You were not selected uh, because that was one of the most devastating times with NASA. Um, and when I go on break, I'll research and, and get that exact uh, flight of which one it was. I should have had it. So we're talking with someone who has not only lived life, but that mankind has deemed her uh, good at what she does uh, and was great during the times of when she was working in her profession. So, um, but I want to talk to you just quickly, like when we're talking about history, mm-hmm. um, how has things, like, well, you just looking at, like, how, and I'm not even talking about, like, from race or just overall, just how have you seen times really change? And I meant overall. Overall, how have you seen times times change? Well, I've seen, really, from, let's go to the uh, television. Okay. In the 50s. We didn't see a television that was in color. The first television that I remember witnessing in our home was in the middle 50s, about 55, 56. No television. Mainly we were looking at, uh, not looking at, we were listening to Mm -hmm. the radio. Even I remember my father and the neighbor's uh, his friends, when there was a fight with Joe Lewis, there was, they were uh, gathered around the the radio. Wow. No television. So I've seen that. I've seen uh, in my neighborhood growing up in Bryan, Texas. I grew up in the late 40s and uh, 50s. And I saw there uh, the use of kerosene lamps. If we must say, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, if so, you watch the transition of electricity yeah, in homes, in homes. To, from steam lamps to tra- to electricity. electricity. Yeah. So in your home, there were kerosene lamps. Oh yeah. Wow. Yes, and that, so, when you remember that being that whole turnaround, I remember the whole wow, turnaround. the paradigm shift. Because that's what that mm-hmm. was. It was definitely mm-hmm. a paradigm shift. Yes, because. Getting say doing my homework to a kerosene lamp in wow. my, in my elementary school years, yes. Well, mm. in the junior high years we did have the electric lights then, but in 
at first, well, I started the school in the first grade in 1942. So we were dealing with kerosene lamps. <laughs> wow. We were dealing with not only the kerosene. Even at school? They had like menial, you know. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't the best. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. It wasn't right. the best. And I saw uh, not only the electricity, but water. Okay. What do you mean? We, we uh, everybody in the neighborhood didn't have uh, running water. There were certain people in the neighborhood who didn't, and then you'd go to the neighbor's house. I can remember people who would charge them to go and and pay for water, and they would carry the water uh, back to their house. And uh, no indoor. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. In, in that, that, this was not, not about about the city limits for Brian. Well, yes. mm-hmm. you're saying all that, you know. I, I, you uh, can't I can't, I truly, <laughs> I truly can't. I mean, I'm in total shock whenever we go camping. You know, like, oh, like, oh my goodness, I need, like, you know, they have like the outdoor restrooms, and I'm like, I can't make it with that. I, I remember just being so horrified to even have to go. I was worried something bite me or being there or whatever. And I don't know what I thought it could have, you know, happened. But so if that had to be like a constant thing. But this is something that you saw and it was accepted. You right, know, right. Until about uh, the late. I would say late 40, uh, 40s, about 48, 49. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the 50s, it got better. But we had outdoor toilets. Wow. And yes. You guys did? Yes. Okay. And that was, this was a. a <laughs> yes, I see. Okay, all right. A, the, all right. The man was called a scavenger, and uh-huh. he would come and clean out the, the, the yeah, toilets. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, and wow. Get the yeah, right. Wow, wow. That that's that's something else. <laughs> what about just time? Like people, how have you seen people and relationships oh. of of people just from the young to the old? And we don't have to go really far into that because we're coming close to our first break. But mm-hmm. how have you seen time, like really time, change? I have seen times change in in that. When in my growing up in my neighborhood, we were like families, and of course it wasn't just a small neighborhood. There were homes about what about thirteen, fourteens in our particular neighborhood, but everybody was a parent, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't have children, mm-hmm. you looked after your neighbor's children. Mm-hmm. You we we had respect for anyone. Mm-hmm didn't have to be our parents. We had respect for elderly people who were a part of our lives. Even in going to school, my school was in my neighborhood. I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, getting into trouble because if I got into anything, my parents would know this mm-hmm. before I got home. Mm-hmm. But there was love that existed in the neighborhood. Wow. We cared for each other. And if one person needed something, 
we came to the rescue. There were times when, uh, in growing up, uh, I guess you could say it was a little privileged because my uncle, uh, my mother's brother, had moved to uh, Detroit and he was working on the assembly line. And he would always send us, my sister and me, that he would send us clothes. <laughs> Whenever the clothes were too small, we would give them to the neighborhood children. And we were always taught, if you see any one of these children with the clothes that you've given them, you don't say one word about it. You just don't say it. When you give something to someone, mm -hmm. it's not yours any longer. Mm -hmm. And you respect their privacy. So we learn to love and to care for one another. Mm -hmm. If someone in the neighborhood mm -hmm. needed flowers, I can remember somebody coming to the door and say, ask my grandmother because my grandmother kept us and my mother and father were working, but my grandmother was at home. Mm -hmm. And if someone come and say, well, we need meal, we need flour, we need sugar, we need whatever it is, you gave it to the person. Mm -hmm. And that's just extended families, not blood relations, but we were extended, extended families family. and we had extended the love. Mm -hmm. We were taught to love our, our neighbors. You're taught to love your neighbors. Yes. So it really was growing up in a time where people really depended upon each other. That's right. You didn't have uh, the privilege mm -hmm. really to separate. Mm -hmm. And if you did, you were just kind of out there on your mm -hmm. own. But it sounds like that wasn't even a desire that everyone was connected and they worked together. That's true. That's truly That's true. a sign That's of true. a change in time. Yeah. Because now you're almost afraid to send your children to your neighbors. Hey, look, you listen to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back. We're going to pick right up where we left off. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, plug in. You're listening to Refresh. Never Had It So Good 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshaies, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio, Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters, Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally, Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington, The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams, Dig Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson, Been There, Done That with Cindy Smith, Pave Your Way to Success with Rudy and Michelle Govan, Spiritually Reincarnated with Gilbert Sines, In Times Like These with Benita Coney, Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D. and Travis McGee, Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Nick Emerson, Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson, Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson, Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson, Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here on Never Had It So Good 101.1, the world's radio station.
Good evening. If you're just now plugging in to refresh, you are catching our second uh, our session right after our break, and I'm glad that you plugged in. Today's show is about women in history. Uh, again, I want to thank Princess Cooper for uh, really giving me the push to go ahead and do this show. My guest today is very special to me. She is my mother, Tommy West, Tommy Dabney West. Um, and so she is not just my mom, but she is, I shared this as the opening of the show, she is an exceptional woman. She's one of the women that was um, uh, not chosen, but was in the running for being uh, a teacher in space. She also uh, was nominated uh, Teacher of the Year. She's an educator of over 37, 37 years yeah. in uh, all levels mm-hmm. of school, including collegiate. And so I just... Uh, I want to welcome her to the show. So welcome, Mom, to the show. Thank we, you. We were sharing before we went on break about <laughs> um, how times have changed. We're talking mm-hmm. about women in history. Mm-hmm. You definitely certify mm-hmm. for that because mm-hmm. you have seen, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you've literally seen the world just okay. really evolve mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. something totally, uh, completely opposite mm-hmm. of what it was when you were a child. Mm-hmm. You were sharing how the community really was a place of family. It wasn't just neighbors. like. Mm-hmm. Truly, I, I should be ashamed to even say it, but I have neighbors. I don't even know what they look like. Like, I don't know who is coming and going. I, 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 I couldn't tell you. Uh, when we get the wrong mail sometimes at home, we're like going, okay, like, who is, where is that street? Like, I don't even know different streets in my neighborhood. You know, like, that's itself. I don't, I don't know my kids, know, But, like, I don't know. So we don't have that type of connection. And then we're in a time now. Well, you can't trust everybody with your child. Um, you, you you won't send them into someone's mm-hmm. home. You know, you could then, even if it was like the dad or the uncle or, you know, somebody there, you know, and you know that they would be all right. But mm-hmm. we couldn't do that now, not with even the brother or the cousin or girls or guys. We, you don't know, you know, what will happen if you if you send them out. And then another part that you I love was how you said, and we looked out for each other. Mm-hmm. And you referenced that even if you gave them clothing, like the clothes that you outgrew, mm-hmm. and then you gave it to your neighbor, how your mother told you, you know what, you're not to say a word. Once they've been given, you know what, they're, it's their property, right. and do not bring it up. That was yeah. actually protecting mm-hmm. even their integrity. Mm-hmm. It was. It was True. protecting the integrity of the individual. And so that that definitely is mm-hmm. a, a definite true sign of change. But I'm just gonna let's just let's kind of go back a little bit even further mm-hmm. uh, back when you were saying like even in your your childhood mm-hmm. um, as a small child, um, there were people who were still where you were. They were actually uh, sharecroppers. Mm-hmm. Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they there were communities that were set mm-hmm. up where there were there were sharecroppers. And so you watched not only that transition, mm-hmm. but you also watched um, integration and mm-hmm. segregation oh, um, play definitely. a role in, in in your life. Yeah, in, my life. in your life. Um, so when we start looking at like, so you went to a predominantly, or if not, it was a. Uh, uh, a black, black school. A black, high, a black school when all the way up. Living yeah. in Bryan, there were three schools. We had a school for the white kids, 
had a school for the uh, uh, mainly Hispanics, and they were going to what was called the Catholic school. And then we had our school, and uh, there was no integration, really, integration in our public schools in Texas and even in Conroe. In Bryan, I think the last class uh, was 1973. The last class here in Conroe was 1968 before total integration. Wow. So okay, let's back up when you said for total integration. Mm -hmm. So were mm -hmm. there like partial things that yeah. were happening? Because well, it seems like I remember yes. like high school kids mm -hmm. actually being mm -hmm. bussed out from the school mm -hmm. and then the younger ones remained. Is that correct? Yes. Wh what year was well, that? That was about 1967, 66, 67 because 68 was the last class here at Booker T. Washington that was not integrated. Conroe. And we had what was called freedom of choice. And the kids okay, could that. go, if you wanted to go, say, to Conroe High School. Uh -huh. as the Which was predominantly white. Well, yes, mm -hmm. you could go. Okay. And you had a choice to stay at Booker T. Washington uh -huh. until the end of 68. And then after 68. In 68, it was... Uh -huh. uh, Integration. Integration. Forced mm -hmm. integration. Yes, it was forced integration. forced integration. And not only were the students separated, but we as a faculty, we were scattered in various schools. Well, it kind of and had to happen, though, because you weren't left with anything right. there at that school. That's true. So that's you true. had to go mm -hmm. wherever there mm -hmm. were jobs and mm -hmm. openings for that's you. Right. And so let's, let's kind of go back. So as a child... How was it different in comparison to now for, like, my kids? And we're not talking about all the technology and things like that. As far as, like, when we're, let's go back to the time of uh, segregation. There were things that you just could not do as an African-American, uh, whether right. male or female, a right. boy or man. Yeah, you, you could not do that. And so that's some of those things, what, what, did that, what did that look like? Well, you know, when you have certain things going a particular way, mm -hmm. it doesn't really impact you until you've seen the other side. Right, right. Now, in growing up, and we were in an uh, integrated, uh, a segregated school, mm -hmm. that was okay. Mm -hmm. Because we had faculty members who cared for us. We had... Uh, faculty members who were part of my community, and we got to know them. They mm -hmm. knew our parents. There was a close relationship between the teachers and the parents. You had the PTA was really working, and, and, and the mothers and fathers got to, knew, to know the teachers, and we just became even a part of that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if what you don't know about it doesn't bother. It doesn't bother. So it was not until. So it really because I grew up in Bryan. Now remember, A and M was not integrated either. Wow. And of course, at that in my early years, Texas A and M was for boys. Wow. No, wow. no girls there. Wow. But we, I so had. It was like a male private private, uh, private academy. Wow. Academy. Right. For kids. Uh huh. I had to go, when I finished Kemp High School in Bryan, I had to go past 
Texas A&M and go to Purview or I'd have to go to Texas Southern University in Houston to be able to, to go to college. Uh-huh. Uh, Sam Houston was really small at that particular time. Mm-hmm. We weren't even going that mm-hmm. way. Which we was in Huntsville. In Huntsville. Mm-hmm. But we traveled all the way to uh, Purview mm-hmm. or to Texas Southern. Or Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. And in actuality, Purview is a sister school to, to a, Texas A&M. A lot of people, mm-hmm. if you're not in Texas, they're not aware mm-hmm. that it is and really the history of that. Yeah, but when you drove past Texas mm-hmm. A&M and you would get to Purdue's mm-hmm. campus, you could clearly see a difference though. Yes. Correct? Definitely. Okay. And of course, that wasn't integrated either. Oh, so, well. No, it wasn't integrated then in 54. Well, I finished in 58. It still wasn't integrated. We had maybe one Caucasian white faculty member at Purdue, Purdue, especially in in the English department. We had one, and I think he came. I was a senior at Purdue at that particular time. Oh, Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so when you were a child, um, let's just say going to the movies, Mm -hmm. um, did you have to go at a different time? Uh, did you, you know, did you have a different area to sit in, or were you even permitted to go? Yes, we went, mm-hmm. but we had to seat, be seated in the balcony. Mm-hmm. But we had, a, we could go at any time. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. But you just had to go up. Uh, blacks were in the, in the balcony, and and whites were down on first floor. On uh, first mm-hmm. floor, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And so. And then not only that, mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about the fact that there were uh, water fountains in public places, black, uh, color, and white. So it was, it was marked. It was, it was labeled, yes. Labeled. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so you watched that. You yes, watched you that. watched. But as I said, that's just um, how it was. That's she that's, knew something yes. different. It, it didn't bother you. It was just light. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just life. So you were. And that was life in the South. Life, life in life the South. In yeah, the let's South. get clarity in that. It was life, <laughs> yes, life, life in, the in, the, in the South. Yes. Because we've learned uh, that things that happened here in the South <laughs> did not did happen, not happen uh, in the North. It no, did not happen no. in the North. And so, um, so you were also here in time where you actually were aware and probably even felt like the assassinations of President, uh, the yeah, Kennedys, to, oh my. the Kennedys, like, w- what was that like when uh, JF was killed here? Just even the, the how it felt in this country, like when he died. Not only in the country, but I can remember the exact place where I was in uh, New Waverly, uh, Texas. Uh-huh. And our principal came, and the school wasn't integrated then either. Bobby Kennedy. It just, I mean, just 
the 60s was just something. Wow. wow. It was just really uh, wow. a, a terrific uh, And I think that during that time, there, there was so there was transition. Transition mm. was happening. It was happening. Uh, especially you see that when you look at that with those three. Mm-hmm. There were there was change that was happening yes. in the South. Yes. That people yes. could really experience. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when they died mm-hmm. and things were shifting and moving and, and going in another direction, how did that feel after they died? I mean like really just kinda all right behind each other. Well, how, how did that feel? after they died, then we still had Martin Luther King for a while. Mm-hmm. And that was, he was a a bright light. Uh-huh. And he was a bright light. That, well, with the Kennedys, too, we saw that that was, you didn't see so much animosity. We didn't see all of that. We saw uh-huh. love being shown. Uh-huh. And we we learned to love Rose Kennedy like we love any other black lady. When it was happening in that family, it, it was almost like it happened. Yeah. You felt it. We felt, you felt it. it. You felt and it. And I think it was really with the beginning of Martin Luther King coming in and opening the nation to the fact that we are people. Yes. Yes. We are people. Right. And letting you know that you love. Right. You love. You're not loving the color of the person. You're loving the individual for who right. that individual is. Right. And from that beginning on, uh-huh. and I'll uh, go back, because when I came into an integral situation, mm-hmm. Uh, the first uh, school that I entered into, and I was the only black person in that on that uh, faculty, especially in my department, that was at McCullough High School. Mm-hmm. My principal was Bobby Wise. Mm-hmm. And I have met lasting friendships. Wow. From old, from 1976 wow. up until this present day, that I have lasting friendships with Caucasians or whites, whatever you want, and we have true love for each oh, other. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So when we got into integration, it was a godsend. Oh, because that would, you know, how else would I have met these people? Right, right. So, right. well, yeah, I know you have like some relationships that like they are still here, you know, in the earth. They are still, you guys mm-hmm. are all still friends. Yes, we are. And uh, and really, out of all your friends, <laughs> I've seen them stick together. Mm-hmm. Those that you taught with then mm-hmm. are close to you, and probably in like your life at that. Time, I would say, like over the last, you know, 30 years, 30 years. the consistency yeah. of relationships mm-hmm. has been with mm-hmm. those right. people. Mm-hmm. I knew, you mm-hmm. know, people that we grew up with mm-hmm. who were like, you know, relatives, yeah. uh, like the Millers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we all remain close mm-hmm. for, for many years, still love and That's still, right. you know, family. We're distant cousins. I don't know how that works, but but she didn't have to say that. It's like we were family, but mm-hmm. I, I watched that like mm-hmm. with uh, your friends uh, that you talked with, Marchita yeah, and yeah. Jill and, oh, you know, yeah. 
so on and so forth. And even like Helen, oh my goodness, Helen, and yeah, that's right. And then even the the he retired. I think last year the superintendent Don Don Stockton was your friend. And so you know we we watched that and. And not only did I watch those relationships, but I watched how you were treated <laughs> yeah. and yeah. revered. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, I mm-hmm. could just say Tommy West's name in this area, and people knew who you were. And, and yeah, we had a lot of favor because you were just incredible at what you did. Um, we have a couple of more minutes in this segment of this show. But um, I'm glad that you said that about it was a good thing mm-hmm. when when segregation happened and um, ended. ended when it yeah. ended. When it and ended. Um, so I get that when I get back because there are some things that unless you lived in a time mm-hmm. where you experienced the things that you experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my grandmother was so afraid for us to go to College Station. Mm-hmm. I don't know the mm-hmm. stories of what possibly could have happened the during back, back was... in the end. And, uh, and they were, you know, I mean, she was horrified. When we say we're going to the movies down there, she mm-hmm. would be uh, just terrible. Because in her mind, you know, um, she just remembered it as it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, undoubtedly, it was a very dangerous place. Um, during those times, uh, for probably, I guess, anyone, but most certainly for uh, African Americans. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to get back to that in just a minute. But I think we're about right there for our break. And so you have been listening to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host, and I'll be back in just a moment. Down. 
fall Turned out to be the greatest victory of my life Cause when it comes at your fast and hard There's only one that can come and make it right So ain't no need for stressing and crying Cause he gon' show up just like he did the last time And the last
and my grandmother and my mother had to pay a poll tax in order to vote. Okay, hold on. And if you did not pay, And they paid it. They paid a poll tax. They, they paid it. They, See, they paid. didn't just say, I'm not going to vote. No. They no, knew it they, was a privilege, privilege to be able to, to vote. vote. So they, so they paid, paid literally, literally, physically, yes. financially paid, paid poll tax, poll tax. Oh, go and vote. Mm-hmm. So this is we are taking too much uh, for not I won't say for granted, but we're taking self pride. Growing up poor, a lower middle class, there was pride in growing up. Mm-hmm. We didn't worry about what. We didn't have. Mm -hmm. We knew what we had. Mm -hmm. And it was always instilled in us, and I might be getting off the track some, but it was always instilled in us that you would get an education. My mother went only to the fourth grade. My father went to an academy in Hearn, Texas. But when we were older, my mother, they had night school. Mm -hmm. And my mother went to night school to finish her education. Did she really? Yes. I didn't know yes. about that. Why there was a uh, night school right there at Kemp High School. Right, uh, right up the street. Night school. Wow. Yes, as many people receive their diplomas that way. Many of my people, many black people went. Wow. Because an education was a privilege. Right. A privilege at that time. And still. And still should be. Should be. A privilege. Yeah to get an education. Wow. I never thought that there yeah, would be anything else, but I was going to college. Right. I knew what I was going to be right. in the sixth grade. I knew that I was going to be a teacher. <laughs> I knew what I wanted, and there was no doubt about it. My parents were not edu- well educated. They were common laborers, but they provided for us to go to school. My sister and I went to college. Right. My sister was four years older, so she was able to kind of supplement some uh, before, when it was your turn. When it was my mm-hmm. turn. Mm-hmm. But I love that. We, I love that. We, she make she not only did your parents make sure, mm-hmm. but your older sister, older sister she made sure that you would be taken care of right. also. Yeah. She took on mm-hmm. uh, a part of that to make mm-hmm. sure that you would get what she got. What I, what she got. Wow. And, wow. and not only that. There was pride in keeping a good reputation, a good character. Mm-hmm. That I didn't think about trying to go off and, and when I got to college and, and, and going to Houston from Prairie View. I didn't think about that because I thought about my parents sacrificing for me to go. So why am I going to upset? I didn't want to do anything that would upset my parents. Wow. And I, I made sure that I did. Well, you, you recognize the sacrifice. Yeah. I remember my grandmother, your mother, telling me how hmm. she um, scrubbed floors mm-hmm. at A&M yeah. so that you guys would amazed. be able, amazed. She was amazed. Right. Working she said I would go mm-hmm. there in the evening. Mm-hmm. and uh, Three o'clock until about 1030 at night. About 1030. And she said, and I would scrub floors. Mm-hmm. Um, to have the freedom to do things that were not necessarily your freedom. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I feel sad. Mm-hmm. I feel sad at the fact that they don't realize the sacrifices of, say, 
their elders or the people who died in the 60s because they were wanting freedom. They wanted us, no black person is less than. But when I see fighting going on, I feel like they don't feel that they are important. Right. And that is the only way that they can deal with things. But that you deal with things by preparing your mind. And if your mind is prepared, you can go into any area that you want to go in. Doors are not closed to you now. Doors were closed to us. We as blacks in the fifties growing up, we would either be a teacher or you'd be a beautician. And the men would either go to the army, uh, they would uh, be barbers, mm-hmm. but we didn't have too many educated ones. Mm-hmm. And when the 60s came along and the doors started to open, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it made a total difference. Because mm-hmm. we knew that they were there, mm-hmm. because you had, like, you know, you had your links and you. Yeah, you had them. You know, you had there was mm-hmm. a group mm-hmm. that was there, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was not just like how it is now, no, and the opportunity no. wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And and really, we're talking about them and 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 Marshall. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, we're we're talking about people that are in, not even in the deep south, That's though. Right. You know, right. and so they had uh, freedoms and privileges that were not necessarily here in in the south. Well, African Americans, really, I, I researched this and was talking about that today. Uh, in in the 20th century, the end of the of the 20th century and into the 21st century is really when we saw things opening up, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. saw people like Martin Luther King, we saw Thurgood Marshall, we saw even before the 20th century, mm-hmm. say even a baseball player. Mm-hmm. He had a, Jackie Robinson had a time mm-hmm. opening up. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of the 21st mm-hmm. century, yeah. all of these avenues right. have been opened up. You have black people right. in all areas of sports, in musicians, that even before the 20th century. And not century, just like in like colored football. No, colored no, baseball, no. But like it just... Is, it was coming. I remember seeing yeah. a story about Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson and uh, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson I mean, yeah. Jackie Robinson, and he said, you know, you better get ready for yeah. it or not because they're coming. And that's right. You better that's accept right. it in your mind or mm-hmm. not because they're coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what we see is just a very common fight. Mm-hmm. It was not a common no, fight. No, And so to no. see this black man standing, mm-hmm. like, I mean, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Do you remember them talking about it or when it yes. happened? I remember... Uh, and how does that make you feel? Anytime that I heard Martin Luther King speak, though, it was like it's so on fire, really, mm-hmm. because you could feel that he was not just talking for black people. Talking all people. He was talking about all people who've right. been suppressed. Yeah. Uh, the doors are opening for all people right. Yes, right. who have not been accepted as individuals. Right. Right. And when he he died, it was just like a family member. Yeah. And like I said before, when the Kennedys died, it was still like a a family member who passed away. I know because I, they were interested. I I, I remember um, I was born in '62, mm-hmm. and so um, when was when did the Kennedys? When was it? 
in what, 65, 67, somewhere in that. Because I, were, I can say, yeah, I, were, I remember, I remember, I just little bits of that. I remember mm-hmm. that. And I remember when Martin King died. Oh, yes. I, I, I do remember that, but I was very young. Yes. So I could feel yes. it, but I yes. didn't really quite understand it all. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand it all. I remember, I remember segregation. Oh, yeah. I, I do, I do, just a little bit of it. And then I became aware of what we, what things were in place <laughs> and when I became a young adult. Yeah. And uh, that, which was very different because it's kind of like what you said, you know, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. You, you have, you, you, I wasn't aware. And so it wasn't even a, a big deal. No, we, did, we thought that, you know, you know, going to the back door, if you wanted the hamburger, you went to the back door and exactly. you ordered it and you went on. Wow. Well, well, I remember even going to work with my grandmother mm-hmm. uh, and us entering her the back door. The back door. But right. I thought that, you know, that the front door stayed locked all the time. <laughs> no one used that door. Mm-hmm. And so we were going around that. I was clueless That's that right. that was the only way we could enter and set mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd sit in the kitchen and we couldn't go throughout the rest of that the rest of that house. Right. And uh, so, okay, listen to you say that, and you actually be there mm-hmm. uh, uh, during those times. I mean, it's not something you're hearing about. No. It is, you're living this thing out in the mm-hmm. South. Mm-hmm. You are living it out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to ask you, because um, whether you liked him or you voted for him or didn't vote for him, someone who was 82 years old grew up in the 40s, mm-hmm. 50s, 60s. I'm just going to grown in the 60s, right? In the 60s, in the heat of change. Mm -hmm. In the heat Mm -hmm. of change. Mm -hmm. And then in the nine, no, 2000, here you get a black president. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What Mm -hmm. was that like for for someone in their 70s who grew up and watched all of this change? Happen, and we don't have much time, but that's the question that needs to be asked. You know, everybody just kind of thought, Oh, this is really cool, you know, like, but it was saying something totally different to the one that was in their 70s. That was in there, I mean, it was exciting to watch no matter what age you were, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah. how did that impact you? You, the, the Kennedys, you know, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. segregation. Mm-hmm. Now you got a black president. His whole family is standing up there. What did? How did that impact your life? That was a feeling of pride that uh, words cannot express. But on the other hand, I had a feeling of fear because every time I saw him going out, I prayed that he would not get assassinated. That was my biggest fear. Because he had everything going for him. He is a proud black man. He's not a man that's wearing his pants below his hips. He is not a man who's using slang every time. He is an educated man who can fit in every area of life. So I was very proud of him. But I had a fear and I was in one way, I was glad when his turns were up because I did not want anything to happen to him. Because right. wow. I felt if it because had, you had already seen so much. Yes, I had seen. It and, 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 and attempts not 
song is just on a black because it's black. I, we know you we saw the president. You know, right, right. We had, we, See, we, we, we can live that out where our president, you know, like, I mean, they're talking pretty strong now about President Trump. Praise God. We don't, we don't want him to kill him out. No, no, but no, no we're praying. No, but, no, but, you know, no. we have we didn't mm-hmm. see that. We heard, we heard about yeah, it. When you and you didn't want to. But when you lived in that mm-hmm. time to where you saw it, it is but I didn't else, live in the time when they were assassinated. I wasn't living in Abraham Lincoln. No, I'm not talking about him. Okay. Oh, now you got jokes. Okay. Well, hey, look, I'm glad that you got jokes here at the end of the show because it is the end before you get all going. So, uh, hey, look, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you didn't, be sure and plug in and listen to the replay. It will definitely bless your life. Mom, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and, uh, hey, guys, everybody. Have a great Sunday, and I will see you next week. You're talking to Regina and Johnson, uh, the host of Refresh. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel. Catch you next time.